here here's the question, Saucy. Does does Boulevard know how we actually start the shows? Ooh, I don't know. I hope not. I don't think you guys do either. I think at one point, Levin's <laughs> accidentally leans on the record button, and about seven minutes in, you're like, oh, we started seven minutes. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's that, uh, that, yeah. Okay, so Boulevard does know how we start the shows. Okay, perfect, yeah. We don't. Uh, that's pretty much accurate to how we start the show every week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a um, – I threw a dartboard. <laughs> yep, I threw a dartboard. <laughs> I threw a dartboard at a wall and just saw what sticks. That's <laughs> – it's gonna this be week, one. I threw a dartboard at a wall. You never take a handful of dartboards and just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Oh God, it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of those ones. I hope you're. I this hope is you're gonna ready. be a good show. I'm I, so hope, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? <laughs> well, if you're not ready, it doesn't matter at all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rude and Terrible Radio. This is the first one of the year for us, the first real one, the first pleb version of Rude and Terrible Radio. We'll get into that in a second. I like that. For 2021, I am Blevins. With me, as always, is Saucy. What's up, buddy? Hey, yeah, it feels like we haven't done this for a while because we haven't done this for a while. <laughs> That's exactly why. Um, yeah. And Saucy, we're also joined by the caster extraordinaire, the 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 man who I I don't believe actually sleeps, only oh casts LOR, the one and only Boulevard. What's up, buddy? I'm doing great, Blevins. Thanks for having me today. And Saucy. Should have thanked Saucy first. Levin's like said it, and I'm like, nah, I should thank Saucy for kind of going because I haven't interacted with him as much. Got to start a good repertoire. It's true. I'm the easiest person to get along with. Saucy, you have to, you have to, um, you have to butter him up, or else you have to wine and dine. You got to wine and dine Saucy a lot. You, you just need to dine me. I all I need is a little bit of uh, a one, one, uh, one McDouble, and I'm, I'm set for life. But. Yeah, I have a theory. I have a theory about Boulevard that I just created. Okay, I think okay. I think Boulevard uh, casts so much that tournaments actually create themselves just for Boulevard to cast Ooh. them. Because if Boulevard goes too long without casting one, I think he might cease to exist. So funny story about that. The upcoming right. tournament this weekend, the online league series, it's hitting its like nineteenth iteration. Mm-hmm. That tournament was created so that I would have something to cast. See, I'm smart. I'm smart. Very smart. Um, but we're we're jumping the gun here because oh, I mean, everyone. No, it, I mean, sauce. It, I I hate to tell you, but you jumped the gun one too many times. You're off the show. I'm sorry, bud. We're, bye, guys. Take care. I'm out. Yep, yep. That's to be it. That's actually the end of the show. Sorry. Bye, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I love having that button so we can do that gag over and over and over again. But um, so many folks in the in the in the in the know of the competitive LOR community of course know who Boulevard is because if you've played in a tournament he I guarantee he's cast you if you've watched the tournament I guarantee you've seen him but not everyone in the po- this we're the podcast we're the podcast world and sometimes the the competitive world only starts to trickle in a little bit so Boulevard let's get to know you a little bit uh before we dive into some of the stuff that's been going on in the LOR scene and uh, tell us a little bit about your your gaming and competitive gaming background. 
All right. So basically, when I was young as a child, I tried every card game, or at least the big three, you know, Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, as everybody does. And I was like, man, these suck. I hate these. <laughs> uh, fast forward like six years, my parents forget that I hate this, and they get me like Yu-Gi-Oh cards for Christmas. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. You know, let me try playing this again. I uh, found out a couple of friends that my brother went to high school with were going to like local tournaments. They were like, hey, you know, if you think you're on this level, like come play with us. I got my ass handed to me because I'm playing like, you know, just a pile that I found out of packs because I'm 11 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, and I started like going to local tournaments with them and I wanted to like actually start to get better. And I never did. I sucked <laughs> at Yu-Gi-Oh for the entire eight or so years that I played it yes. uh, up until I was about like 19. It was like my sophomore year of college. I had like never day two'd an event. Mm -hmm. I had been to like three <laughs> national championships. And I think my strongest finish was like two and two before I dropped. I was abysmal at it. Uh, and then my friends got me into this like other card game. I always always like try to like focus on one game at a time. I'm mm. a person of very singular mind. Like I will just do one thing and I will do it to death. And I was like, well, I can only play one card game. You know, I just got back from O2ing at a Yu-Gi-Oh Nationals, and my friends are trying to get me into this other card game called Force of Will. And I was like, this looks so bad. It was so anime. It was so mm -hmm. straight out of Japan. It had like just come to America a couple months ago. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Um, but there were no vendors in my area. And I was like, okay, here's a chance to make some money. So I start backpack vending the game. Okay. Uh, fast forward a couple of months, I like win an ARG and I'm like, okay, this is a little interesting. I get my brother into the game and we realize very quickly that either we are completely off base on how to play this game and we are the dumbest people on the planet or everybody else is playing this game incorrectly and we are the two best players in the world. Mm. And it turned out <laughs> to be the latter actually. Um, you know, five years later, we both have won national champions or we've both won national championships. We've both won world championships and we each have seven major event wins under our belt. I've took a year wow. off and he still has not been able to close that gap. So we're still tied seven and seven. Both have a world's win. Both have a nationals win. I don't know if it's ever going to get broken. It might just die like that. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that's fantastic. Now, now here's my question. I've always wondered this about force of will for when you're like signing up for an event most most tournaments have like um you know an entry fee right now instead of paying the entry fee can you exile a blue card from your hand and pay one life to join the event is it okay dumbest dumbest joke that I three playing, people I knew it was coming I knew it was coming like and and as soon as he said as soon as he started that I'm like all right this is going to be this is going to be a I'm too a predictable sweet... with my amazing joke amazing I, force I of will joke last <laughs> year for secret santa my friend actually got me a force of will for my secret santa gift so that i would just own one because you, know, wow. you gotta have it as that gag right that yeah. is i mean that is an expensive gag gift to get someone yeah, <laughs> yeah they're what the like 80 bucks or something now <laughs> maybe even more than that i don't know um okay so uh multi-time uh high level player of force of will that makes sense you know we've talked to a lot of folks that have had a competitive card gaming background uh, how does this lead into rune terror i mean the obvious besides the obvious like oh this is a game that is a card game is coming what what led you into not just rune terror but the 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 level of uh to which you're into rune terror um so you know if you've been really good at a card game before you know that if you show up to a gp and you don't super well you don't like do super well maybe you drop out earlier like you weren't that interested in playing uh whoever's doing commentary will be like hey you know you're a recognizable face in the community do you want to hop on the mic for a couple of games and i was like yeah absolutely 
Um, at the 2017 World Championship, I got left on the mic for the entirety of day two. The guy that was running it just disappeared, and I casted for like nine hours straight. Out. That's such a yeah. that's such he a classic. And I was like, card okay. game story. Classic. And the guy that was on the mic with me was like very uncomfortable. He didn't do a lot of talking, so I was more or less solo casting for like nine hours. And I was like, hey, that was fucking great. Yeah, All right? I liked that a lot. So I had played League of Legends since season one. I've always been really into that game. Um, I, I really like playing it with my friends. I don't play it as much by myself, so please don't ask me about my rank. I don't really like to play ranked. <laughs> I just want to play fives with my friends. Um, but when I heard that League was making a card game, I was like, okay, I have two options here. I just got done basically running a card game. I was pretty undisputedly the best force will player in the world. So my com like I have achieved all that you can achieve in a card game. I'm not super interested in doing that again. And I don't want to try my hand as a player, suck at it, and then default to a caster, you know, play into that, oh, casters are just washed up player stereotype. Instead, mm -hmm. when I heard that Legends of Runeterra was dropping, I was like, I am going into this as a caster. I am nice. never going to enter a tournament. I am never going to try and make a competitive career out of this. I am going all in as a caster from day one. And I wanted to see how far that would get me. And apparently the answer was a lot farther than I thought it would in a very short amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good way to go. Remember, you can't be a washed up player if you were never a player. Yeah, that's yeah. just galaxy brain it's right there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way to do it. Like, uh, I, just I'm gonna go back to League of Legends. I have never lost a game of League of Legends. That is true. Ever. I can confirm. And it's entirely it's entirely true. And all of my games have been with Blevins. That's true. So we as Blevins is my teammate. All, all of the many, many games we've played, <laughs> I've never lost. We've so played between, wanna... we've played between three and five hundred games together. Yeah, I don't mean between, between three th yes, and <laughs> five hundred, somewhere in there. Yeah, between three games. and five hundred games we've played together, and yep. we've never lost. <laughs> never lost a game. So never. if you ever want to be on a winning team, Boulevard, okay. Levens and I, we have room for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. We do. Might have to hit you guys up on that one. Yeah, we're very good. I play a lot. You can up it to between four and 500 games. Um, but, okay. So last sort of uh, interview style question before we get into the meat and potatoes. Actually, you know, this is the so meat and potatoes. We we've got, we've, we've got some garlic bread to chew on after this, but um, you know, obviously you've, you've played magic Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon uh, and we're very big into force of will, which I, I actually know very little about um the gameplay of it um but wh where does you know what have you liked or um maybe even not liked about lor as a game compared to something like force of will that you were so at such a high level with uh so force of will was an extremely fast-paced game um it, it plays very similarly to magic if you know how to mm -hmm. play magic you know how to play 95 percent of force of will sure um but there were more than a few formats where the motto was if you are paying three mana for a card and it does not win you the game that card is literally unplayable um I it see. was just kind of the way that things worked out counter spells were very prevalent mm -hmm. so um and after you know i done all this enforceable i like moved to behind the scenes i had worked on a couple of card designs and like balance changes for them then i moved into doing design work for argent saga and argent saga was a game where they were like hey we don't want to have counter spells anywhere in the game um and i noticed that when rune terror dropped they didn't want to have creature counter spells which was one of the big problems with i had that the way that force will played was there were a lot of formats that were dominated by just having your units you know canceled yeah and mm -hmm. i like that they didn't have that i like the spell mana system i thought that was really intuitive and just you know, the, the turn system really is what drew me that mm -hmm. like back and forth because I don't like playing the early game. I don't want to, 
you know, I'm not interested in playing one drops and two drops. So the faster we can get to like turn four and turn five, mm -hmm. that's good for me. And if my turn three is on five mana, that's something that I'm really interested in. And I just thought that they were doing a lot different than other card games I had seen. And honestly, I was just tired of Hearthstone and I wanted something to do on my computer when, you know, I'm just chilling. <laughs> I have like an hour to spare and I want to yeah. jam a couple of card games, you know, kind of scratch that itch. Yeah. The the turn system is something I've taken for granted <clears throat> in Runeterra now that we've had it for over a year now. Um, yeah. Where it's like, I'll go back. and I, ha I actually haven't in a while, but for for a time I'd go back and play MTG Arena and I'm just like my I end my turn and then it's my opponent's turn and I'm like ready to play something it's like oh wait I tapped out I don't get mana on their turn I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting here okay I'm going to go to sleep now and then I'm just like ah, I'm actually just going to I'm going to I'm going to exit out of this game <laughs> entirely like being able to play on each other's turns or or rather having a shared turn with the attack token really being the only difference is mm -hmm. something that is just from not even like a, a gameplay stand, a standpoint, but like a game experience standpoint has just been so, so great. Like Yeah, there's not it, you don't have that feeling of dead time. Like, because yes. you always feel like you're a part of the game, even when, you know, you don't have the attack token. It's still kind of your turn, which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And at least Hearthstone that really yeah, go ahead. translated from Force of Will into Legends of Runeterra is the, the key distinction between Force and Magic is instead of draw untap, it's untap draw. So there are things that you can do in your untap step that is still on your turn. For example, if something's like, oh, like tap three mana, give me plus five attack until the end of the turn, you can do that and then untap all your mana and it's there for the remainder of the turn. So I was really used to like wanting to hold open and float mana into the following turn. And the spell mana system really helped me transition that of like, hey, this is something that I'm very used to doing. This is how I'm used to playing card games, mm -hmm. and I will continue to be rewarded for this. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you can tell, I mean, we talked about this a lot, and we talked about it with, uh, with Umbridge as well, is just like, it, you can tell that the devs have played card games for the last 20 years, <laughs> and yeah. they have... Uh, integrated that knowledge uh from other games and mm -hmm. just from experiencing other games into into runeterra which is great but awesome so there you have it folks for those of you who didn't know boulevard is uh as well as we do now you do well maybe not as well but you know you got a, you got a little taste you got a little taste yeah. and you can now go watch some of the cast that they're doing but We've got a lot of stuff to talk about on the Terra side. We had the uh, the 2021 league presentation come through, and we got a little bit of uh, a little bit of Terra news, saucy. Yeah, there, it, we got quite a bit. The uh, did you guys watch it live when it was either of you? Yeah, I did. I did. The uh, the animations were really good. The Yordle animation was uh, really good. It, mm, it spoke mm -hmm. to me. It spoke to me specifically. And I like to say that they <laughs> made that animation just for me, just so we could see a little more Teemo uh, in my life. And uh, yeah, it, a lot of good stuff. A lot of sweet things. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to take a look here. We got a, a 2021 roadmap here mm -hmm. for Runeterra. Yeah, which is really cool. We're not... Uh, if if you come from other card games, you're not usually used to like even this much transparency. Like you usually know there's going to be a set 
somewhere yeah. mid-year is set end year whatever but this is like they there he's like here's january february march through july like here's the things that are coming each month and it's really cool to see specifically like here's when a new event's coming here's when new expansions coming here's different mm -hmm. labs uh, like i thought it was really cool and if you want to see the specific uh roadmap if you haven't seen it yet uh you can go with, it's on their twitter uh they posted it on the 8th so just on playroom terrace twitter it's on there and on their website yeah um a quick overview we got the co-op versus ai lab for january which actually came out today okay. as we're recording if you're if you're here live if you're here live you can go actually if you're hearing this at all you can go play it right now uh, yeah. February, we're going to be getting a Felios, which we'll talk about in uh, a minute here, as well as a uh, single player Legends Lab. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that is. And then, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, then they also like have a, a sub note. Uh, what does it say? Uh, Champion expansion deck bundle, lunar celebrations, ooh. cosmetics, and seasonal tournament in February. Yes, we do know when the season, the next season tournament is because it's literally live in the client what the dates are so mm -hmm. i uh, think a lot of people miss that one i've had people being like oh do you know when the next tournament is i'm like you can you can check actually the tournament <laughs> tab didn't go away at the end of the last seasonal yeah for what it's worth um i know because of work that it's there because i've checked it so many times but yes it is in it is in the client and theoretically it will always be there so if you're ever curious uh you can always check the tournaments tab it's still it is updated um, and then March, we're getting a new set, which is called Empire uh, Empires of the Ascended, uh, an expansion event pass, which we didn't have last uh, last set, right? I don't think we got, we yeah. didn't get an expansion, we didn't get a, an event pass with the new expansion. We got the no. KDA one um, afterwards. Uh, Champion Mastery, which they talked about in the video, and then a social lab. Interesting. Um and then, uh, yeah, I won't go through everything because it's further out, and and you can just look at it on the the Runeterra website or on the Runeterra Twitter. But um, we're going, we're getting Sharima. We're getting yeah. Sharima, yeah. which is like a almost like Egyptian esque, it seems, uh, sort of region. Um, Boulevard, do you know anything about the lore of Runeterra or uh, Sharima? I think most of the Sharima lore that I know was pre-retcon, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I think ah. it's been changed since then. Yeah. Gotcha. We, I, I looked into it, and there's a couple of cool champions, at least, in, in Sharima. Um, Ramus, for me, is uh, one I'm... Okay. Yeah, yeah. One I'm, I'm I hoping love Azir. for. I'm a huge Azir friend. Nice. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see. I, I want that to be in the game. I've I've had predictions that Azir is gonna be like a four six that maybe summons two units on attack, maybe I don't know, let's say three twos or something along those lines. Like it's just gonna be Hecarim power creeped for Sharima. I yeah, like I it. like that. I want it to be exactly he like pre nerfed Hecarim. Yeah. That's it. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, what's stuff. what's really cool about I mean just Runeterra in general and the and the the point in time in Runeterra that we're that we're in uh, as a game is like we're experiencing new, you know, if you're coming from magic, new colors being added to the game. Like, yeah. like ma magic it literally has never added another color in a real set um, ever. Right. So like, this is a new experience. I mean, it took Hearthstone how long to add in demon hunter? Like and it was a, 
disaster when they did it. Yeah. So it's like balancing nightmare. Balancing nightmare, and then and well, like also, like we get to see like what is the like you know what would be considered like the color identity in magic. Like what is the region identity of uh, Sharima? Like it can be so many different things, um, which is just really cool to experience that in real time and see what they're mm-hmm. what they're planning to do with it yeah did either of you play the pokemon trading card game yeah I did. yes does does the pokemon type have like a color wheel within itself or are they just kind of all over the place and typing doesn't matter too much not i mean like like the like the uh like the elemental types kind of yes but not as much just because damage is kind of just damage but they have weaknesses and strengths like they have immunities based on the like if you have water, it does more damage yeah. to like a fire yeah. type. Because I know but fairy have, got like, added into Pokemon not too long ago, and I was wondering mm-hmm. if that was like a similar level of shakeup, like Legends of Runeterra getting a new region, where it's like right. all of a sudden this fairy color wheel gets added to Pokemon, and all the fairies have like this sort of uh, central identity that they all kind of play around mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, not as far as like I have some friends that are pretty heavy into it, but I haven't heard much in the way of that. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like electric will do like paralysis more and like psychic yeah. psychic when yeah, it things they're known for like yeah more burn status effects oh, and gotcha, gotcha. Like that, but, but i'm also basing off of like <laughs> like 1997 knowledge yeah. so <laughs> Pokemon TCG is it's lit. I like if I had unlimited time, I'd play it more. It's like the most degenerate card game. It's crazy. I I it's actually like I actually started playing the the online version, but just the um just the uh starter decks. Um yeah, which is kind of fun. Like I've seen so many people like doing the openings and like a bunch of uh like the casters from Overwatch League that I know have been playing <laughs> Pokemon TCG online and I'm like okay I'm I'm going to try it out and it's been pretty fun. It, yeah, it's the, fun. It's a cool game. The starter deck version got boring as you would imagine a starter deck version of any game would especially right. since people are absolute trash um and like just under <laughs> understanding basic card game stuff like I just dominate yeah. people <laughs> yeah. uh which is fun. But what I'm excited about yeah. though is Champion Mastery yes for that i can't wait for that it's just i mean we've talked about this before saucy we want more things to be able to grind right like yeah exactly that's why like just them adding prismatics has been such a a big deal to me personally you know uh just because people like blevins and i that have been playing since before the game came out like we have all the stuff right we have all Mm -hmm. the cards there's no like thing to grind for and like even prismatics it was this this week i was like man i haven't played gauntlets in forever because it's just not a mode i play but right. god i want to finish that quest because i want those prismatics i need it's like crack for me i need those shinies i need my foils. so champion mastery is going to be another another thing uh, i i don't know exactly what all it gives you but as long as i can be better than someone with and have a, a better <laughs> teemo it's all i care about one thing that I'm really excited for is I just dropped like another stack of cash on Rune Terror today because I'm like my decks aren't shiny enough. Yes. I haven't gotten any prismatic champions yet because looking at this roadmap, I noticed in May champion skins is listed there. And mm-hmm. I am going to hate it if I get a prismatic champion and then a skin comes out and I'm like, oh man, I'm never going to use this prismatic again because instead now I have little devil Teemo. Right. But what if that skin is prismatic? I. It's Ooh. so far away that I want to spend the 
money just because like I can't sit with non shiny cards for the next yeah. four months right. while I wait no. for champion skins. Come God, so long. Yeah. Yeah. Only You'll be embarrassed. Only uh, only peasants will will be playing with with non shiny cards. Uh, yeah. and, and speaking of peasants, we did just release our first bonus episode on the Patreon to everyone. So you can head over to patreon.com slash radio. And everyone has access to the first episode, but only the the privileged few, the upper crust, the creme de la creme patrons have access to the newest episode. Uh, and we'll, we'll put that one out eventually for the plebs too. But uh, yeah, you if you want access to it now, head over to uh, patreon.com slash radio and become a... Uh, become a patron at any level, and that was you will get there. Yeah, that was smooth. We got there. We <laughs> the sellout is strong in me. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, so something. This is going to be another. I'm going to be all over the place. Yes. Whatever. Classic. So co-op lab. I haven't played it yet. Um, I've been watching Discord today as people have been just flying through talking about it. Yeah. Way too much. Um, something interesting though is, uh, didn't they add it where you can if so if you play uh you can play randomly right you don't have to play with a friend and you mm-hmm. can add the person afterwards yes. as an option to do you want to add them yep. um and the discussions come up do we think they're going to add that for just ranked play i mm-hmm. add your opponent hope not because i before that lab went live they actually put that add a friend feature in a little bit early and i like had mm-hmm. to quickly play one of the other labs just to get like my last thing for the prismatic chest mm-hmm. and it's like this whole screen and it's like do you want to add this person you can always unadd them later and I was kind of curious. I'm like, if we does it, unless we both hit the add button, I'm assuming it doesn't add us. But like, I don't know. Personally, I've never like played a game against someone, and like I've never wished that we had that add your most recent opponent uh, chat function from Hearthstone. Right. Because I I used that maybe ten times. Zero out of ten times was it a positive experience. Oh yeah, it's it's literally only to flame your opponent, right? Yeah, like let yeah. me stay up here in my ivory tower. You know, among yeah. the streamers and the content creators, and you, you stay down there. Do you recognize my name on that? You keep your mouth shut about it. Yeah, don't. You're not allowed to add me. Um, thank you, Dan. Yeah. So I, I did do, I did play today, and I, I saw the screen. Um, and the person, the person who, um, who I played with, hit okay. So it just sends a request to you. Um, oh, okay. and if that person is listening to the podcast, welcome. I'll hit. Let, let me know in Discord. Blevins' uh, username is Blevins. I am a podcaster. You can find me at Rune. Yeah, Radio. It's <laughs> yeah. Their username. Yeah, uh, my 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 in-game name is uh, Patreon.com. Certain terrible radio, and I will yeah, add you like, if you. Can. Use, yeah, well, like when you, I actually did that. So I was playing TFT the other day, and I was against someone, and there some name ttv or something and i went and added them <laughs> I, I was like i wonder if that's like the first time that's ever happened like i don't know where someone yeah <laughs> sees the ttv and goes oh yeah. i'm gonna go to their channel I, i've done that before yeah. um but yeah no i i i don't care if it's on there and honestly like i think it's kind of cool like if someone recognizes my name and wants to add me from the podcast or whatever like i have no problem with that um but you can already do that if you play against me and you go to the Discord, just message me and I'll add you, or you can add me. Like I'll I'll just say yes. Um it it for it, it is not ever for a positive experience. <laughs> like in what percentage of time what percentage of times is it is it positive? It's gotta be like under a a tenth of a percent, right? It's very, like, very little. It, there yeah. there have been like 
it happened last week. There was one opponent that I specifically wanted to add just because they had a really interesting deck and I didn't want to like create it because I'm lazy. Um, But very, very rarely. It is usually like in Hearthstone. I mean, doing that for so many years, I can probably count four times in five years that it was a a good experience and probably over a hundred where it was them wanting to shout racial slurs at me. So (laughs) like... I always liked when people would add me, I would, I would snap accept always. And when they would complain, I would only respond to them in uh hearthstone emote um, voice lines. Nice. Like, See, I did the opposite where I would snap decline it. And then I would sit there and watch them constantly resend the friend request. Well, I get to sit here and decline it. And I know that they are foaming at the mouth, trying to get into my inbox, constantly resending that friend request. And I'm like, do you, do you think that I'm going to fall for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the you same are. it's the same thing people no ask about having like voice chat in the game too and it's like that was a that was a huge that innovation ever. that hearthstone added that was great um like if you've ever played magic online uh voice chat or not voice chat text chat is toxic Terrible. it's awful i don't even it's like so voice bad. chat at like paper events <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah no seriously though like your opponent is always the worst every time uh, there was i i made a conscious decision after i won the world championship i went to my first grand prix like in january mm-hmm. and a bunch of people recognized me they wanted to congratulate me and i ended up having a round where the game ended in a draw because my opponent would not shut the fuck up trying to have a uh, conversation with me uh, and from that point on i refused to speak during games i went on a stone face uh, it, yeah. it actually got to a point where there was a reputation where if I was chatting with you, the game was over yeah. and you didn't know it, but I knew it. And it didn't matter yeah. which way it was like once I opened my mouth, that's because the game is locked and sealed. Yeah. Um, and until then, like, I'm just stone faced. I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm communicative, but like, I'm not making small talk with you. Yeah. No, I, I, I th- that's, that's actually part of the reason I stopped doing like competitions and stuff because I only do. Like I, I would do like an F and M or that type of thing where it's just like I don't care if I win, but like I don't do I won't do competitive REL events anymore because like I I go the, I do the same thing where it's like I put game face on and it's like I'm not pleasant to be not like I'm unpleasant but I'm not pleasant to be around and like if no, some, you're not pleasant to be around. well I'm 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 less pleasant to be around I'm 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 more unpleasant than I normally am which is which is very much so so it's it's not good yeah it's like stone face i also like and this is kind of fallen out of vogue um in recent years in magic but like i was i was a an angle shooter i guess is what the kids would call it these days of like okay i'm going to try like i hmm, yeah, maybe i won't talk about some of the stories i've done i i also <laughs> hate be on an, i also yeah, that'll be an off topic one talking about how much i hate magic judges um in general but yeah um, I don't even remember how we got off on this uh, on this tangent, no, but it no, is definitely a good adding one. Friends. Oh yes, adding friends. Um, I don't mind the adding friends thing. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I do think it is a net. It's not a net positive, is what I will. Probably not. I mean, is what I will say. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but the, there is a game, League of Legends, that's known for having a very uh, friendly and positive user base right and yeah. no one ever has uh, any only negative... if today's opposite never. day <laughs> okay okay cool because I, yeah because i've never heard of anyone getting mad at people yelling things in that game so yeah 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 uh, but never I, voice chat never text chat ever so. i mean think about it people come people 
people post on Reddit like unironic diatribes about how the Brom emote should be removed because it's too toxic. Yeah, they and, were like, oh yeah, the, the Brom emote has been like co-opted for toxicity, which is wild like, to me because I'm like, it's yeah, it's the yeah. way. Also, it, it if that's the case, it's in your head that that's happened. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not going down that. I'm not going. Yeah, down that I actually road. saw someone on Twitter who like he he followed me. I always like check out the profile of people that follow me, see if I want to follow him back. But <laughs> his last like ten tweets were tweeting at the developers of Runeterra about how he would pay money to be able to disable his opponent's emotes. And I was like, in, in all these tweets, has nobody thought to like explain to him, like, you, you can actually just already do can, that. Oh, uh, saucy. Do that. Why do I have a feeling I know who they're talking about? <laughs> you you I know. know. <laughs> I, I had a person in mind as well. <laughs> I would laugh so hard. You can tell us off stream who it was. Uh, I have a feeling I have the an, an idea of who it at least would likely be, um, yeah, which is exactly. hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, I, like. The way it is now is fine. Um, emote yeah. communication is great, especially with the 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 amount of emotes that we have. Like you can express yeah. yourself in so many ways. Of course, Boulevard, you yeah. have the next level tech. Yeah. Of Where emote you just meta. Immediately mute your opponent's emotes, and because the emotes in this game are phenomenal, you've spent money on them, and I haven't. And when I mute your emotes, you're down twenty dollars at the start of the game. You idiot! Yeah. How are you going to come back from that deficit? That's, That's where you're wrong, Boulevard. Right yeah. That's where you're wrong, Boulevard. Do you think I've only spent twenty dollars on emotes? <laughs> <laughs> It's so much more than that. Um, that's okay. You can't mute my my completely foil deck, and you can't close that's your true. eyes because the sheen of my foils will burn through your your eyelids. There you go. <laughs> I know there yeah. have been a lot of people in a lot of like digital card games that are like, "Is there an option to just like turn off foils?" Because like I'm I don't care about having my cards foiled, and like I don't like looking at other people's foils. Like, can I just turn this off? And I feel like people want to be able to turn off literally everything in a card yeah, game. Exactly. Just, like, yeah, exactly. Play on the default settings. Like, oh, I. Cause like I'm not look I'm not spending this money for me. If skins in League of Legends cost money and only I could see them, I would spend I would buy less than half of what I have. Right, which yeah. is an absurd amount already. Yeah, you want to show them like off. card backs and like yeah yeah like let me, let me flex my personality a little yeah. bit. Hey, hi, my name is Boulevard. I like cherry blossoms and Lee Sin. I had yeah. so there was someone I don't remember if this was in Discord or on Twitch chat. I can't remember, but they were they were posing the legitimate question they said they were afraid to foil out a champion because they thought it would give their opponent an advantage of knowing what champion is most important to them and I was like, that's going a little far i don't know they're like i don't want to foil out my lux because then they're going to know i really like lux and then that might give them an advantage i'm like that's reaching that's reaching i don't know my dude and then they're like like what if i if i like have a, a an a deck and i make the, the freljord card back then they might know it's like a frostbite deck i'm like you are going a little off the edge i remember like when i first started playing magic people would do that like i'm not going to use a white deck box right they might know i'm playing like just the the psychology but i'm like in this game when you start it shows you the champions like you're not See, hiding anything it's weird because i remember in Yu-Gi-Oh regionals in the early 2010s you could always tell who was playing gladiator beasts because they all wore polos for some reason oh. like you go to any event and like they all did it subconsciously and all of them did it and we never understood this phenomenon but we went to so many philly regionals and it's like see that guy in the golf shirt over there yeah he's probably playing gladiator beasts, right? oh, sure enough <laughs> guaranteed yeah. what's also funny is you could always tell who was new at the game and was awful by the fact that they had a naruto playmat because that's just universal for everything if you have a naruto playmat you are trash at whatever game you're playing mm -hmm. 
I found my like Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTube channel from when I was 16, and I was comparing my views now to my views then and got really dejected, but I did find like, a, <laughs> I, made a, I made a video that was like a tier list of the kind of play method you use versus how much I respect you. And yeah, Naruto was at the bottom, yeah. and right next to it was Dragon Ball. Okay. Okay. I think, well... What was the top? At, 99. Uh, oh, yeah, what is ground. I don't know what that is. Is that an anime? No, it's a, it's a magic thing. It's the, like, um cloth mats oh it's a, br like a brand it's yeah, like a yeah. brand oh okay gotcha yeah i didn't know i wasn't sure where you're going with that i use a dog play mat. It, it, it's uh i i used a um i used a marvel dice masters play mat uh which showed you the different um zones in the game which was awesome also oh, i used perfect. a kaijudo regionals play mat in a kaijudo yeah, I, used, I used a lot of regionals ones like i'd find my <laughs> oldest regional one that i could find like yeah see this yeah 2010 regionals in phoenix <laughs> like whatever just like some random then they all get destroyed and coffee all over them <laughs> no the i think i think lowest on my tier list was definitely uh my little pony playmat um 100 i didn't know those existed I never uh, saw one. You are lucky, my friend. Um, but yeah, weapons no, owned them all. I bought all <laughs> of them. <No. laughs> yep. Speaking of buying all of them, we have to talk about Aphelios. Yes. yes. Uh, perfect sad transition. We've got Sad Moon Boy, who is interesting because we're getting a new card, but even more interesting because we're getting a new way with which uh, cards are being distributed. This is not a. Aphelios is not part of the Empires of the Ascended expansion, or maybe he is, but he's not being released with them. I don't know how that actually works, but uh, he's... He probably would be for, like, hard finally gets announced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that... We'll find out how that exactly works, but we have Aphelios. Aphelios, if you haven't seen, um, is on the um, com website, so you can check that out for yourself, but we'll talk about it. A little bit here, Aphelios, three mana, three, three in Targon, to the surprise of no one who knows what Aphelios is. Uh, and then has Nightfall, pick a moon weapon to create in hand. We'll go over those in a second. And when you've created two, or when you've played two other cards in a round, created, uh, create the moon phase weapon in hand if you don't have one already. So basically, he creates these weapons with Nightfall and if you play two other cards. Uh and uh, when you've cast four plus moon weapons, he levels up. Then he gets the normal plus one, plus one, becomes a four, four, has quick attack. Um, Nightfall still creates the moon weapon. And then round start. Uh, and when you've played two other moon, uh, two other cards in a round, you create the moon weapon, uh, the phased moon weapon in hand if you don't already have one. And also your moon weapons cost one less. So what are these he's, moon he's weapons a text boy a big text boy he's a big text boy which is uh you know top down design from league of legends because he's got like 58 abilities and weapons and stuff um, someone showed me the ui from aphelios and league of legends and i said i would never play that ever he's actually pretty cool um i played him a decent amount i, I mean i'm i'm actual dog shit at the game so um no undefeated with me with you yes but i've lost many many times outside of that uh, it, I, I, it's literally the saucy Teemo carry. The the Teemo Fizz carry from Saucy gets me there. What if the Teemo Fizz top line? Um, <laughs> have they confirmed? Because there was, there was like a discrepancy between the cards they showed in the video and what it says on the website. Have we heard anything about that um, that we know of? Do you know which discrepancy? Like, well, what card had the discrepancy? I think the at Grant least, give, yeah, right? Grant. it's Grant versus I Give. I think they confirmed that it's Give. 
It's give. Okay, and they're still all slow spells, I'm guessing? I believe so. Okay, yes. which is way worse. But um, basically, uh, I won't go through all of them, but there's one. There's a weapon for each of uh, Aphelios' weapons, ranging from giving buffs to doing damage to units to stunning. stunning. What's the other one? I might as well go through it. And summoning summoning a, a two-cost follower from deck, which is interesting. Um, and like the way it works is like when you play one... It says it phases into one one of another two, so like you can it like goes in an order, but you can jump ahead. It's it's confusing, but I imagine that the UI will make it less confusing in game. Yeah, I saw really cool. Someone posted a really sweet infographic that showed all of them. Uh, it's like well, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it like shows like how you can psycho through them. Um, Boulevard, initial thoughts on Aphelios in general or the release of him or just just him in, in general? This card is going to have an absolutely insane win rate in gold and below simply because your opponent is going to lose track of what you're doing so quickly <laughs> and yeah. get lost in the sauce and yeah. just lose the game on that alone. It is the wet dream of every like original deck builder that's like, I want to win the game because my opponent has no idea what my cards do. Yeah. Instead, yeah. now it's just the one singular card and they, they can read it. They can click on it and read it. They still they can't comprehend. They're not going to yeah. understand what's going on to them. In like Plat Masters, I expect us guys up here to actually just fuck it up and have like a 30% <laughs> win rate because we don't know what we're doing. Yep, yeah. correct, Things correct. We understand how the card works and instead we're just not like grabbing the wrong gun, correct, dropping it, it's firing on the hip. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a disaster. Yeah. Yep. I, Sounds about accurate. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, because, like, he he is a Nightfall card, technically, right? He's a Nightfall yeah, card. I think that's, like, the most... I think that's actually the most important part about him is yeah. he's a Nightfall card, because there's not a ton of good Nightfall synergy. Like, there's right. not enough of it. Um, so I know, like, uh, Nick makes plays. He was excited just because he's a Nightfall Whore. so he's excited <laughs> for this um but yeah like if you if you love nightfall like it's another nightfall enabler i don't know if you want to play this alongside nocturne but you technically can yeah um so that's kind of cool yeah I, I will say that the amount of words between ophelios and zoe makes me really scared for the sharima power creep yeah Ooh, that is true also ophelios plus zoe ophelios is generating a ton of cards for zoe yeah, if we level her up. Huh. Interesting. No, you're thinking you're thinking too small. This plus pursuit of perfection. I thought you were gonna say Victor. Yeah, nah, Victor Victor, Victor he, That's not a big cat. He's not a big yeah, cat. He he's, he's making the same region as the big cat though. That is true. Is. But you can't play Aphelios and Zoe and Victor. That's the problem. Well, I mean you could, but you we can't max him out. Two 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 yeah. split. That's that's two 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 you many. Play... This is my singleton gauntlet deck. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, you bring up Singleton Gauntlet. Am, am I the only one that really doesn't like that format? Like, I'm. I thought I, I would it like for it the first time a few days ago, and I did not enjoy it. I feel like. Yeah, I think it, it's universally agreed that no one really likes it. I I feel like uh, <laughs> the only people I've ever seen like it. Uh, the only actually the only person I've ever seen like it is uh, Shane from Twin Sons podcast, which by the way I did guest on uh, an episode of theirs recently. So check them out. Um, easily, this, this, <laughs> easily, definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just like it. I feel like I'm 
I'm like, oh, sweet, three regions. I can do all these cool things. Oh, wait, I just can only run one copy of each card. So, like, the cool, the cool, like, synergies you could unlock from having three regions are just, like, I get to see that every 15 games because the only, the only thing I've done with it is make really bad, like boat tribal. Cause we could fit another, <laughs> you know, boat in there and like yeah. Yordle tribal and stuff, but it's never like actually fun to play. The deck building is fun, but then right. the games feel like shit. <laughs> it's like, it's the problem. That's how I felt about so many magic, the gathering drafts. Like I just want to do the yeah. draft and I want to like, yeah, I kind of want to see how it performs just to gain that information yeah. and help me draft better. But like, I don't want to play it. Like if I could see <laughs> it like simmed, like if I could see two computers play at a high level against each other, like the deck I drafted, I, I think I'd be happy with that. We uh, used to do that for booster box up like drafts. Me and my friends, we'd get a booster box. We draft it and then just draft again. <laughs> we'd like, yeah. well, we don't want to play with these shitty decks, but just like what creative things can you do? And then right. we just keep redrafting. Yeah. I, I mean, I always just like to do pack wars with those because it's like, or like infinite yes. mana, infinite mana pack wars would be fun. Um, yep. Yeah. So let's see. Aphelios. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about him. Um, this does, this will I'm I'm wondering if cuz this will be this will put Targon with plus 1 champion I think over all the other regions so yeah. I'm wondering I know they've they've mentioned that the 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 numbers between all of them all the regions aren't always going to be the same uh, obviously they've been off uh you know throughout the course of monument of um what is call the, the mountain, whatever call the mountain yeah uh, Monuments of Power, Call of Mountain, yeah. Um, cosmic Creation. Cos and Cosmic Creation is the third one, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if this <clears throat> is, uh, like, is it just always going to be in a, a state of flux and maybe, like, a region doesn't, like, their identity fine. isn't champion-based? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it really matters that much, right? Like, Yeah, people bitching about a region having one extra champion can go kick sand. Like that's just like the, the most meaningless thing to be mad about. Right. I, I mean, I get it. The internet is full of people being mad about literally everything, no matter yeah. what they could, they could give everyone in the game 10 free champion wild cards and someone's going to bitch. Well, I'm mad. They didn't give them to me sooner. So yeah. no matter what, like people are going to be mad. I yeah. am a little concerned just because so force of will, you have to understand this deck, this game is undying. It's died at least 10 times. The first time that it died was about six months after it released because they released this dual deck and it was red and white cards from the next set. So for three months, red and white were just, uh, you know, three months ahead of every yeah. other color yeah. and it like completely ruined the game. So anytime that we like get one region that's like just a little bit ahead of everything else, I, I always like get back and, you know, in the back of my mind, I get, you know, flashbacks right. to those moments. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I definitely can understand that, especially like, I we've definitely been spoiled in Runeterra with how relatively balanced the regions have been in terms of like representation um and like having decks not be super overpowered from a win rate and play rate perspective which has been great especially in tournaments when there's like artificial you know ways that that's getting boosted with region and card lock and whatnot um and I like it would be a shame if we saw nothing but like Targon for the longest time. But even if we do, like, does Aphelios Targon look like, uh, you know, Lux Asol control? Does Aphelios Nightfall look like Zoe Lee? Like those, even even though it's technically the same region, like they feel so different that like yeah. 
even yeah. if Targon is in a lot, it doesn't necessarily feel like too super bad. So I had a, a like tinfoil hat thought about Aphelios and about the the issue that you were saying uh, with the force of will, where there was you know like the extra things. I was I was thinking about there was a time in Magic the Gathering where they had a, a card called Nexus of Fate that was only available in the Buy a Box promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I so Aphelios seems fairly underwhelming like he doesn't seem super strong and super powerful and i i think that this being the first mid-set champion they're doing they were afraid of it being like overwhelmingly powerful so especially I think, because it's a felios yeah exactly like yeah. i feel like they might have toned it down to start i'm excited for a felios after it gets buffed in three or four months because no one played it at all at least sin. I mean, what if he gets what if he gets the uh what if he gets the reverse Draven treatment and he becomes a four three for three? We are yeah. I already know that the inverse of that is too it's such a devastating change. Oh, could you imagine pre-nerfed Draven right now? <laughs> I just remember the very first expedition. I think you were and you were you yeah, were you. in the call with me when I did that expedition. Yeah, you were so sad, and I you felt so that sad. one point of power every single turn of every game that I played. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah, so um, Aphelio seems cool. The the fact that again, like we're still in a in a, in a spot where like. The devs are testing things out and like, hey, let's see what the community, how the community reacts to mm-hmm. a random champion being thrown in in between sets or whatever. Um, I, I like the little content drops. I like the KDA drop in terms of like spicing up the meta uh, now. And, and obviously we'll talk about Gohard in a second. Um, you know, the power level of those cards like are besides the point. The fact that you know, what is it? Five cards were released and we got pretty significant shakeups in the meta or at least like new inclusions in, in decks was, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I agree. Speaking of go hard, finally oh, yeah. got the nerf, uh, finally got a nerf um I think, today, right? yeah it did yeah. happen today it came out with the uh with the new lab uh pack your bags now costs five mana uh up from one so uh i believe everything else is still the same about the card but now pack your bags cost five um boulevard initial thoughts from a meta standpoint from the just the card in general standpoint on this on this go hard change so i like the idea of it going to four just so you can't grab it with zap anymore going to five means that they thought that ladro's pack was a bit of a problem which i can see you know a a two card combo that's going to end the game on you in it's possible that you are playing regions like if you're playing piltovers on noxus there's no healing available to you anywhere you literally cannot get around Ladros pack your bags mm-hmm. and i'm always fine with nerfing any combo that Ladros is a part of and he's a problem with mm-hmm. yeah i i do think yeah I, I i i've talked about this before and, and like the uh go hard just did too many things well on too many axes right like it's a one mana card it uh gains life it doesn't take that many cards to to transform it. The transform card is cheap. Um, it can't be countered by m- most things. Uh, like you can't glimpse the target and counter like soft counter the spell because it will still 
uh, get shuffled in. Like all of those axes all go in favor of Go Hard, and they took one of them, the cost of pack your bags, and they increased it by a lot. Um, but they they did increase it. Um, I do agree that the the interaction with Ledros is certainly the biggest one. Yeah, that was um, the first thing I thought too. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't go Ledros pack or Ledros pack anymore, which is definitely huge. Um, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it will have a big impact on the meta, but not because the card is so much worse, but because of the phenomena we see all the time with oh, card got nerfed, card bad, me not play card anymore, and the meta will evolve outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be the same thing because I mean the card is it's still that effect is still good at five mana. It's just not as degenerate. <laughs> like, I mean, right. how many times have you, they Ledros pack your bags and you deny it or whatever. And then they just play the other one they have. It's just like, right. fuck. It's like, I don't know. It, yeah, I definitely it, agree. Yeah, and it stops a lot of the BM too, where they just like, they have it, but on their last turn, they're just playing a whole bunch of shit for no reason for like 25 minutes where they draw right. a million cards and do all this stuff for no reason. And then well, they, they have to get their quests it. done. You know, yeah, you have yeah. to play five units that cost two. Right. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, on a not actually trolling point, like if you and like I've at in like lower on the ladder, like I have played like I don't have it, and like you get to develop on your tur- on your attack turn before yeah. you play the pack, right? Like you try to bait out more stuff. You've got you know theoretically. 12 mana worth of stuff that you can play before you have to pack and then you pack them and they just lose. Right. Or if they overextend, they lose. Um, now, you know, that's getting cut down, um, by four additional mana that you can't spend. Right. Yeah. So it's certainly going, it's obviously worse, right? Like it, uh, except if you're talking about Nobify, which now can't cap, counter yeah but back your backs. that doesn't that's a stupid <laughs> argument because now you get to notify the glimpses that you want to be able to counter so yeah, yeah. the glimpses you should be countering with in that yeah. matchup um yeah again i, I do think that this is going to have a bit it's going to have a disproportionately large impact on the meta because of the phenomena not necessarily yeah. because the card is so much worse um i think everyone that just keeps playing the deck and just learns to play the new version with five mana will be rewarded when the people realize the deck is still good. I think, I think everybody, when a nerf happens, you were just looking for any excuse to stop playing this deck. You were like, <laughs> please, Lord, release me from this prison and let me play literally yeah. anything other than go yeah. hard. Um, so, I, yeah, I do think for like a week, maybe even as long as two weeks, it'll see a hard fall off until you check like a different ladder and you notice that the top five players are all still playing go hard. And you're like, yeah, nuts. I still have to play this stuff. <laughs> Ah, nuts. We got. Ah, we nuts. still got to keep playing it. Um, yeah, I, I think I feel like this was one of the like. And this is probably going to come off harsher than I mean it to, but this was like the least elegant way to nerf go hard. Um, it's just like, oh, let's just slap a bunch of extra man on, pack your bags, and and be done with it. Um, I feel I think like it was yeah. the most fuck up proof. Yeah, like you don't want to have to change this card realize it wasn't enough and then like change it again because i don't think we're actually scheduled for another balance patch before the seasonal tournament at the moment no oh it's really uh, is it really that long yeah so from my my, from how people have been interpreting umbridge's tweets it doesn't sound like we're getting 2.2 until after the seasonal tournament 
Oh. So we'll probably get a patch when Aphelios drops on the third, but I don't think it's going to be a balance patch. Gotcha. Yeah, because two weeks, yeah, and then three, four, yeah, would be like a couple weeks before the season. I, I, they, they, like, physically, they have enough time to, and they might, yeah. but it would be, yeah, they, they certainly could not. Um, I don't actually know what they're, I mean, they've kind of stepped away from the like strict every X number of weeks we're doing this much balance and doing these balance changes. So um, they can really do whatever uh, they want, right? I'm pretty sure it's, we get one before. I was there thinking we, that there's enough time for them to be one, but I don't actually know. Should be getting one yeah, before. because Aphelios releases on the 3rd, and the seasonal, right. I think, is on the 19th. So two and a half weeks this, is enough time for, yeah, like... the qualifiers the for the season. But I, I know they definitely don't want to do it any closer than that. They've said explicitly, like, we don't want to do it too close to the seasonal and, like, right. shake up the meta the week beforehand. That's true. I guess if Aphelios came out on the 3rd, they could do balance with that, too. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Um... And again, like, even if they don't, right, like, this is, I, I, I try to look at this, like, macro level, right? Like, yes, it will suck for the next few weeks, right? But when you look at, like, this is how I think of it, and I think it will help put things into perspective for people. Like, think about if this was League of Legends in 2009, right? And, like, the, you know, they're, they're not, I'm, I'm making this up. This isn't real stuff. Obviously they're not nerfing Ramus here. He's super brusque. They're not, he, they're not nerfing him for three weeks. How are you thinking about the like week, those three weeks in 2009 now in 2021, yeah. you don't care at all. You don't think about it. Only boomers remember. Only '90s kids remember that stuff, right? Like at like the post land bar to like find out who the other boomers were. Like, hey, who remembers yeah, yeah. 2021? You know, Aphelios, right? And they didn't do anything about it. You remember those two weeks? Who That's why I go. That, I Buy see. A shot. I say, who yeah. remember? Who remembers? Uh, launch. Uh, not Lee Sin. Sin Zhao in uh, League of Legends. That's where. That's where I came around. <laughs> like, anyone remember that? That was busted. That was great. Um, yeah. So. I hope. Well, I don't know. Do we need? Do we really need? I guess that's a good. That's a good topic to to talk about. Do, is I there anything I have like that four things in mind where I'm like, I I want a minor tweak to this. Okay, let's let's hear them. Number one is the Great Beyond. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I think that card's just a little bit much. Invoke is everywhere too. I've actually had a problem with Atrocity for forever. That card has been just slightly too strong for pretty much forever. Um, I know that Sparklefly is kind of a low-hanging fruit in that regard um, as something that like people want as a balance page, especially with Gohard getting nerfed. I think we're going to see a lot more aggro coming out, and then we're really going to... like Sparklefly might even make its way into like Zoe, Diana, Invoke decks, and we'll start to see some other wild stuff come out with that. Um, there's probably one other. It's I didn't like have these written down or anything, but right. I know those were like some of the big ones. What do you think about Grand Plaza? I... Uh, I, I didn't like that card when it came out. When, when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, this is uh, this scares me. As someone who has worked on card games before, this scares me. Sure. Um, it hasn't really been as bad as I thought it could be, but that could have just been because of the meta that we were in. And if things shift, then, like, yeah, there is a lot of potential, especially because of the way that the Riot format works. Like, you can mm -hmm. very easily bring three Grand Plaza decks in a lineup, and yeah. that scares me. Yeah. Yeah, I... there's... there Like... Grand Plaza itself, like even like it's strong, right? No one's gonna come say yeah. that card's not. Like the Scout Stick, it actually doesn't even annoy me as much. 
it really annoys me in the SI deck just because there's zero tempo loss the turn you play it because you can summon 3,000 dudes to attack. Yep. That's the deck that it really pisses me off because there's no <laughs> downside to play it. You play it and then you summon 8,000 ephemeral attackers that turn <laughs> and still win. So it's just like, yeah. there was no, there's no downside. Like there's no tempo yeah. loss. Yeah, and like you could have triple plaza out and still get six attackers. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really love that card. Um, now it's power level. Um, I, I personally think it's it's whatever. It's fine, um, and they can change it or they cannot. I don't really care. I love that card simply because it more so than a lot of other cards. At least I won't say more than any other card, but a lot of other cards has pulled cards out of the woodwork to be playable. Right? That's rich like. I have it's been crushing with Red Shadow Blade at a no like it, it is a real deck, probably a you know tier two, but like a, a real deck that you can play on ladder. Mm -hmm. I'm climbing through diamond with it right now, um, yeah. and like even the like Lucian Hecarim deck, like that, like as much as you hate it, Saucy, and I, I do, I, I feel that like there's still like it, like that deck was not that good without oh, that card it, it's very very average and i would still say that deck is not like s tier right now it's it's probably yeah. like one yeah. tier 1 1.5 or tier 2 um but like grand plaza like really takes some of these like these cards that are missing that little bit of interaction that like you would want to see play but aren't playable but with the the grand plaza like all of a sudden they are red shadow blade is the like the yeah. perfect example for that i i think the only change i want to see to that card because i like i actually don't hate the card i wish it was only units that got played and not summoned that's kind that's of the kinda, only thing I think that's how most people feel yeah because mm. even like even in the scouts deck the cards they're playing don't bother me as much as valor when they just play right. valor after plaza the turn they play the plaza and it's like you have to have at least some tempo loss come yeah. on damn it <sighs> I know that I, I trust the devs on a lot of things and they have given me reason to do that, which means that there mm -hmm. are also things that they have given me reason not to trust them on. And one of those things is Demacia cards that say plus one, plus one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one, plus I mean, plus one, plus one is so, it, it's just so much better in Runeterra than anything, right? Yeah. Than any other game. Minion because combat matters. Minion combat matters so much. It also, like, it doubles as healing <laughs> because, yep. like... Uh, which is just which is just insane. Um, I do like, and th but there there's so many ang there's so many like different ways that you had to think about it. Right? It's like, well, if you're going from purely a balance standpoint, yes, I think only doing things that were uh played, not summoned, would make sense, uh, or or could make sense. Uh, that would certainly tone down the power. I also think doing something like only giving it plus one, plus zero, or even plus zero, plus one, along with Challenger, would also make sense from a balance standpoint. But, like, I feel like if we're going from, like, going back to, like, uh, region identity, like, plus one, plus one, I feel like that is the, like, that is a Demacia, yeah. uh, you know, that's where they are in the color pie. It's plus one, plus one. Freljord is, like, you know, stealing attack and giving uh, health bu uh, buffs or, like, giving more health than attack buffs. Um, Noxus is more of the just attack. I like that distinction. And, like, even if it's, you know, sacrificing from the power level or sacrificing by giving more power, if that makes sense, 
um, to Grand Plaza, like it stays within the identity. And again, I think in the grand scheme of things, that is a positive for the game because it makes you feel like, oh, well, I'm playing Demacia because it has a very distinct feel, not because the cards just happen to be better. And if the Noxus cards happen to be get better, if the Noxus cards have more stats, I'm going to play those. If the Demacia cards have more stats, I'm going to play those. Um, and making them feel more different than just different stats, uh, I think is, it's, I think it's a positive overall. So, yeah. Fun, fun stuff for sure. Um, I feel like we're missing something important. By the way, that's all we do. We miss things <laughs> possible. That is, that's our MO. It's, it so we're like a two minute soapbox prepared if you've run out of things to talk about that I wanted to touch on. A two minute what? Like a two minute soapbox that I, I could hop on if you yes. run out of things hop, to talk hop, about. Hop, hop Bring on. The soap. This came up on a cast last night, and uh, I know that. I mean, I've obviously put a lot of time into like the Legends of Runeterra grassroots esports scene. It's like what I'm kind of banking on at the moment. So, like a lot of players, and Lobster brought this up, I was a little disappointed at the roadmap, not mentioning really anything about esports. And it got me thinking about when was the last time you saw a card game release and it didn't have a world championship in its first year? Because I, I looked up the big three. Magic had its world championship a year after it's released. Pokemon had one. Uh, Pokemon had one, a year, I think, the year it released in America or shortly after. But Japanese companies don't like to play card games competitively. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! actually had its first world championship the year before it released in America. <laughs> um, so if everybody's kind of wondering, hey, when do I start panicking? When do I know, like, hey, they haven't announced esports yet. When do I want to be worried about it? I would say if we don't have a world championship this year, be worried. Because I can forgive not having one in 2020 because it was COVID. That screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, but now that they've had, you know, the eight months since the official release in April until now, if we don't have a world championship of 2021 for Legends of Runeterra, that's when you start to get worried about a lack of esports scene. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Part of me was, because uh, I, I I saw that on there, and part of me was hoping that maybe because the roadmap only went to July. That's what I was hoping for as well. Something, but yeah, I, I really would love to see that. Even like, I mean, I'm not a, a competitive player, but I still like, those are the, the most exciting times. Those are the times that people, you know, rally together. We get all the fun parties. We get people playing the game. And like one of the big reasons when people talk about how like Legend of Runeterra doesn't have huge, huge Twitch viewership, it's because all the big competitive players and other card games don't have a massive region reason to come over here. So if we have mm -hmm. the world champion or something championship, a lot of competitive players, that's enough to push them over and maybe in, find, play the game and enjoy it. So yeah, I, I'd, it worries me. I'd like to see something. Um, I will say, um, and this is without, I don't actually have any uh, information on, on this. Ever like, hit the record button. <laughs> Um, I will fully transparent. Uh, obviously, many of you know I work for Wisdom, who is partnering with Riot on a lot of different things for LOR. Um, but I don't know anything about this, so um, I guess I can speak to this. What I will say, just from my own opinion, uh, COVID certainly, I think, has stifened a lot of things yeah. uh, in the esports community, not yep. just LOR, not just card games. Um I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I mean, just from how Riot has done things in general, right? Like, do you want to start and have the world, the first world championship be like 
not scuffed, but like not the full experience, mm-hmm. experience. Uh, like it would be. I mean, I think it's a, a valid criticism to say, yes, we want something, right? I, I think that's yeah, that's reasonable. Um, but my guess is that um, that's probably where a lot of that com- is coming in is like, yeah, we can't go well, full out. Like- thinking of it as a like from a business standpoint as riot like the first world championship of the game is something that's going to be remembered and if it is something that is you know like you said potentially scuffed like do you hold out a little longer and wait till you could do it right or yeah it's it's tough it's a tough line to walk because i know blevins you had mentioned like who remembers you know the three weeks in between a bad balance patch right i think people would remember the two and a half years between the launch of uh, legends of runeterra and the first world championship if we don't get it until 2022 yeah when was the first hearthstone world championship did you look, so hearthstone did, launched in march of 2014 and their world championship was in november of 2014 okay interesting I'm trying to remember when that because I was around back. Was now was that the first world championship for competitive or was that the like? Uh, I know that. I mean, Firebat's a world champion. And that's oh, okay. Yes, won, so. I do yeah. remember yeah. Fire. Yes, that you're 100 percent right. Of course, that. Well, I don't. Know. Regardless, um, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> it a hard. It, it's definitely different. I will say that I did actually. Uh, I ran a, a poll on Twitter, and granted, I think it had like 70-something votes, so it's not like a huge sample size. But I mean, I'm seven... willing to bank everything on those 70 votes. Yeah. Tell me what you found. Uh, so I, I asked, the, I posed the question, um, if you are a competitive esports player, uh, what would... Uh, what would incentivize you to change games, assuming that you'd be at a similar level in the new game? Uh, the options were uh, price pools. Uh, that was one option. Second option was developer ran esports. Third option was I will never change. And fourth option was other and put in the replies. I didn't really get too many uh, others, but it was like almost 50%. It was like 40 something percent that said price pool another 40 something percent that said developer ran esports and like 1% that said I would never change. And then another 1%. So I mean, again, small sample size for sure. not trying to, you know, claim everything for that. But like, I do agree that a, you know, the developer ran esports is definitely something. And, And just from what they've publicly said, right? Like they have, Actually, I'm not going to speculate because I don't remember what what has been publicly said and what hasn't. But I, I, <laughs> um, oh, I will say too much inside information to talk to us, saucy. Wow, Blevins. That's true. I do. Uh, yes. See, my cards are super foil. You only have regular foils. I have super foil. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I would definitely pay for that. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think that the seasonal tournaments have certainly been a really great thing, but that is not like in my mind, e esports, right? Like that is a community that is a competitive community event. It's not LOR esports. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely feel, I don't know if I would go as far as saying I'd be worried, but I would certainly like, I, I, I do think that the, like, making the point of like hey let's have a world championship type of event like that's a that's certainly something that i'm sure that they want to hear and we as a community need to push for for sure so 
Saucy, what's Truth. your what's your two minute soapbox? Do you have one? <laughs> My two minute soapbox is stop playing uh, Hecarim Lucian Plaza. <laughs> Stop playing Hecarim. Start playing Ren Shadow Blade. You cowards! I have, I have never, I've never had a deck that I've, and that I could say I've hated in this game. This is the first one. I, I, I won't play against it. I just concede. I, it's not worth my, my mental annoyance mm-hmm. on stream. Like it puts me in a worse mood when I'm streaming, just because <laughs> I fucking hate that deck. It's so annoying. Not even because it's super powerful. Yeah. Just because I hate the interaction. So I'm just like, fuck it. Next, next game. Not worth my time. I think I've only had one deck that I've really hated, and that was uh, Pinky and the Brain original version, Vimer, uh, back before yeah. Flash was was uh, was banned. I just, like, I tried everything, and, like, you can play around it, and it just doesn't matter. I, I hated that deck. Yep. I don't... Ooh, other soapbox, if you're trying to climb out, uh, I th- what were the... I forgot the stats. It was, like, just what's after gold is after platinum. platinum. Plat- if you want to get to platinum easily, learn uh, Lee Sin really well because people un- like I think it was like whatever iron the gold like the win rate of that deck is crazy high because <laughs> people don't know how to play against combo decks if they're True. new to the game. So learn that and you'll climb to plat. Like after platinum, it's it's more like fifty ish percent, but I think yeah. it's like sixty some percent below plat. Wow. Just because combo decks, like, they don't know how to play around it and, like, know how to use hushes and stuff because you just lose on one turn. I will say that people also don't know how to play around Ren Shadowblade. And... <laughs> they have to read it. I love that. Like, you always see, like, there's a pause. Like, the hell is that card? <laughs> What's it do? So good. That deck is good. Yeah. It's fun. It, and, and also, like, with, with Grand Plaza and uh, Rally Effects, the... Um, what are they called? They're not shadow assassins. The um, uh, what what the hell are the cart? What are the tokens oh, called? Shadow fiend. Shadow fiends. Yeah. yeah. The shadow fiends actually work out really nice, and people do not play around those, and they block very God, no. poorly. It's so good. God, no. Um, Ren Ren uh, Shadow Blade is my MVP for 2021 Plus so far. Plus those with uh, Lucian, real good. Yeah, also insane with Lucian, but. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I think. Let me see. Oh yeah, we're we're right about uh, yeah. at time here. Boulevard. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had an absolute blast coming out here with you. I, I'm sad because I see that this is in terrible fifty-one, which means I was just one shy of your one-year celebration. Yeah. That's true. That is true. But no, we well, not, we'll now that the number, we don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we started at episode fifty, so like this is really. <laughs> yeah, this was actually one of the first episode after that. Um, Boulevard, where can people find you on the internet when you're not uh, here on this silly little podcast? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at from the BLVD because from the Boulevard wouldn't fit, and at Boulevard is just someone holding the account name, and their Twitter bio is no, I will not sell you the username. So Classic. I never even bothered trying. And you can find me on YouTube at TCG Boulevard, where I do tournament-specifically focused content trying to help you figure out how to navigate a tournament landscape if you're like a beginner and maybe you've never played before. And just analyzing what I saw over the course of a tournament weekend, stuff like that. It's all very, very gritty and tournament-focused. You, you, you love to see it. Are there any... Are, are, and I maybe maybe I'm, I'm giving you the alley-oop here, Boulevard. Are there any specific shout-outs that you want to give? 
I would like to give a very special shout out to Boulevard and not a goddamn other person <laughs> on the planet. Boulevard and Boulevard alone, he's a fucking beast. I love that guy. Actually, uh, I wanted to show you guys something. Uh, uh, yeah, going off a little tangent here. Hopefully, my webcam's going to adjust enough to get this. Um, so this card, this ugly motherfucker right here, that's supposed to be me. Um, <laughs> nice. Actually, one of the prizes for winning the Force World World Championship was I got my face on a card. Uh, and this is the Force of Will equivalent of Lightning Bolt. Oh my God! Nice. Do I get to? Can I? Can I? Is that like a custom card, or is that like? No, it's it's like legal in the game. It was a promo version of a card that I got to play at the World Championship. You're so gonna need to send me a link so that oh, I can get. Boulevard I can sucks. Buy How did he win Worlds? It's because I top decked Lightning Bolt. I love it. I is, is it is it worth is it worth money? Uh, it is not. Okay. They I'm also going... sent me like 500 of them. I was going to say, I'm going to buy out every single one. I want to own more than you. That is my new goal. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send me the link to that uh, for sure. Saucy, cool. where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can just find me. My website is saucy.live. Uh, that's where all my stuff is. Ooh, is that new? Instagram. Uh, I did it a couple weeks ago i don't remember maybe a month ago but yeah it's it redirects to just saucymailman.com but saucy.live was a little more slick um so that's that's my website you can find the rune terrible website at deckpicks.live yes. that's our website too send us your deck totally picks real. we definitely want to see it we definitely want to yeah. see your deck picks we will we'll even rate your deck picks <laughs> we will we will we rate them harshly. And if it has in it, you win. You win. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins. You can find the show, like Saucy said, deckpicks.live. You can also become a member of the Cool Kids Club, which is you know the new name for our patrons, I guess. Patreon.com slash yeah. Terrible Radio. Uh, we do, I did put out another newsletter as well. Uh, as the um, the episode the um, off topic episodes that we've been doing specifically for uh, Patreon, um, if you want to get a taste for that and you're not sure if you want to be, become a subscriber or not, the first one is up there for everyone to listen to. But that is going to be it. Again, huge shout outs to Boulevard and no one else. Thanks again for being on, buddy. But for Saucy. No for Boulevard, I'm Blevins, and we'll be back next week to talk about some more Legends of Rune Terra. Mm -hmm.